Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Grunge Spiro, the New Jersey-based spearfishing podcast where, just like the waters of the Northeast, we're down and dirty and ready to kill you with all things spearfishing. And now, your host, Big Tom. Hey, ladies and gents, this is The Grunge Spiro Podcast, and as always, I'm your host, the one with the most, ready to get down and dirty with all things spearfishing, the top dog in town, Big Tom. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I kind of fell flat on that one. Um, yeah, it's been a while. I wanted to do something good for the intro, and it just didn't pan out. So listen, we'll make a deal here. I'll save all disappointments for, you know, my parents and future girlfriends. So <laughs> with that being said, um, I'm Big Tom, and this is the Grunge Bureau. Thank you always for listening. Um, it's been a while uh, since the last episode, which, by the way, I have to say thank you. Despite the lack of content... We have been growing, and the downloads and listenings and all that have been going up. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. You know, let's let's keep doing it. Um, with that being said, I gave a thanks. Now I got to give an apology. So, you know, I try to stay consistent with content, but uh, at the end of the summer, we had some serious flooding here in New Jersey, and it set some stuff back. It was a stage seven clusterfuck. So, you know, pushed interviews back more, you know, worse than that. I've also been dealing with uh, some jaw issues, um, you know, so I had to have some pretty extensive dental work done. And, you know, as a singer, you know, a mediocre podcast host and somebody who just likes to blab a lot, you know, anytime you have stuff going on with your mandibles, it can get a little, you know, scary. So, Anyway, we're good. I look forward to jumping back in with you guys and jumping back into the water. So let's uh, let's get at it. Now, with Thanksgiving coming up this week, I thought it'd be a great opportunity to talk to you guys about diving this late in the season. You know, maybe give you a couple stories and whatnot. I always loved trying to go out the week of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day, and instead of a turkey, trying to shoot a nice bass. Does it always work that way? No, but... That's what it is. In case you're joining us for the first time, we're located up here in the Northeast, uh, in New Jersey. And before you give me the whole big time, but a bing, but a boom, fist bump, forget about it. That, that, that shit's located north of the bridge and then a couple spots in Point Pleasant. And this time of the year, it's all gone. Unfortunately, everything kind of slows down. Now, everybody loves summer dives. Uh, I don't think we can argue with that. It's warmer, ton of fish around, bikinis on the beach. The visibility can get real grungy because of the algae bloom, but there's really good days in there. Ultimately, they're comfortable dives. Getting to Labor Day, that's when our line of demarcation starts. That's when we get to move into the next phase of seasons or ultimately the last season for the year. It's a really nice time of the year to dive because the water is much less congested than the summer. All the out-of-towners, they go back home, so you get your parking spots back, which is nice. The weekend warriors, they go back to what they're doing. And a lot of guys hop back on rod and reel to hit the fall striper run, which has been insane. So any of you guys that hooked up on it this year, power to you. Very nice. Honestly, it's one of the best times for Spiros to hop in the water. Unlike the spring where you're coming off of the cold water and waiting for the fish to move back in, here you're coming off of the warm water, but because the water's dropping, the algae bloom is dying off, it's clearing up, there's still fish, there's blackfish, there's fluke, there's winter flounder, and there's bass all the time. So you can get out and have some really great dives. But if we fast forward to where we are now, mid-November, Blackfish season, it expanded. You have a larger bag limit, but the water temperature 
it's dropping. This is kind of the make it or break it time for a lot of guys. I don't mean that in a bad way. Our water temperature is floating around probably 55 at the moment. In the next month, it'll go down to the mid-40s. I believe last December, it was like 44 degrees on Christmas. Now, that's all good. There's still fish hanging around. There's still the winter flounder. There's still bass, and there's still blackfish. It seems like they're tending to move out and prefer the deeper water that's just hanging around that 58 degrees. It, it, it depends, but there's still life around. As for the water, you know, I shouldn't say this because we are the Grunge Bureau and, you know, we pride ourselves, you know, oh, this is New Jersey, we got dirty water. This ain't New Zealand. You know, five meters down a fucking good damn way. We're hopping in three feet, but this time of year, it changes. Oh, it does. See, all the accessory life, all the bait fish that would swarm up around you, the seaweed on the rocks, the mussels, all the little bugs and amphipods, that's all going away. They're saying bye bye This colder water that you hop in, it becomes a barren wasteland. It's surreal. There's like a glacier blue tint to everything. There's fish around, but that winter flounder you're looking for, that last tog that's hanging out on the reef, you have to work for it. You have to put in the time. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to get skunked and you're going to get cold and it's going to be miserable. And you're going to say, how come I didn't just take up knitting or something? But that's part of the fun. It's another level of the sport. Not everybody has to be the, I want to get out, have the big boy pants on and do that. There's, there's no ego here. If you're going to do this, be comfortable. Get a suit that's warm for you. Get the gloves that are warm. You have to be comfortable in these conditions. Being in the cold, deep breaths are already a bitch and a half. So if you're going to do this, get the right gear and suit up well, because it really could be a great experience for you. Otherwise, hang on YouTube, watch the videos, listen to the podcast. No shame here. All right. I do have to level with you, though. As mentioned, Thanksgiving is pretty much the make it or break it for guys. And that was kind of my turkey hunt. I'd go out, try to get some fish, and then be done with it for the season. I do have to credit my buddy Kevin. Now, Kevin, he's a professional diver. He's an amazing spear fisherman and a top-notch waterman. There's few people on the water that I trust as much as him. You should check him out. He's a Mungo's underscore table fair, Mungo's underscore table fair on Instagram. He's also a great chef. He's the one that he's definitely brought me out of my comfort zone and I with him. When you're with Kevin, it's a lot of, okay, let's put on the big boy pants now and you get it done, which is, it can end up being fun and it makes you a better diver. So about this time last year, Kevin calls me up and he's like, Mr. Tom, let's go for some winter flounder. And I'm just, I'm giggling because I'm, I'm not a fan of winter flounder, not for the taste. It's just, they're, they're a 12 inch fish. I've never seen one bigger than 14. And what, what can you do with that? I'm 300 pounds. I said, okay, Kev, let's go out. We'll get you a couple fish sticks. So we get to one of the inlets we're going at. We, we hop out on the jetty and make it our way. There's some small bass. You know, it was a slot size of a 28 to 38, but still they were small. They weren't anywhere there. There was some blackfish, and you know when I don't when I don't eat the fish I get, I always give it away or barter. So I'll uh, I'll always take something. It was a very picky and choosy day. There was a couple blackfish of size, you know, just nothing I really wanted, you know. So anyway, nothing's really happening. We're in the water for a couple of hours. You know, I'm getting a little cold because I had my rinky dink, one of my surf suits going on. It was a little colder for the average for that time of year. So give us the fingers, wave in, and uh, making our way in. All of a sudden, I am like 
the magnet for last cast guys. I swear to God. We're making our way in, and all of a sudden I hear, ping! Now Kevin's, he sh- when he shoots, he gets. He doesn't miss. So, or at least that's what he'll tell you. <laughs> so he's all happy, and I'm like, oh, he must have got a really big blackfish or something. I swim up. And he has in his hands the biggest winter flounder that I ever saw. I, I at first thought, you shot a fluke. You shot a fluke out of season, and we got to walk out of here with this freaking thing. I mean, I swear to God. When I saw it, I, I, it was beautiful. I swear to God. I, nobody, you'll never shoot a fish like this again in your life. This was at least a 25, 26-inch fish, I'd say. It was, it was massive. He was ecstatic. And for the fact that he said, I want a winter flounder, I went out and I got one and I got a monster. This honestly would have been a state record. And I'll tell you, would have been. So anyway, we walk out. Now, a lot of guys, they don't understand the difference between winter flounder and a fluke. A fluke, imagine if there's a top of the fish, your face is on the left side and your eyes are above the mouth. Now, winter flounder... That's reversed. If you have the top of the fish, your eye, your face is on the right side, your eyes are on the top of the mouth, and the mouth is really small, almost like a large mouth to a small mouth bass in comparison. So a lot of guys end up shooting winter flu, uh, uh, fluke and think it's a winter flounder, and they're just not that well-educated for it or that well-versed in it. So anyway, he had a winter flounder. It was 100% a winter flounder that was massive. It was bigger than any fluke that I shot that season and probably most of my life. So we're walking out. It's freezing. People are stopping. They're talking to us. Oh my God, look at that. And you know, we're kind of just like, hey, we're cold. We want to get the fuck back to our trucks. So on our way back, Game Warden drives by, screeches the tires, backs up. And Kevin and I look at him and he turns the fish. And then the guy realizes that's a winner. And he's like, you have to go and get that weighed because that's a state record. He was amazed at it. And so we get our jollies up. Now, it was Friday, and we learned, unfortunately, that nobody from the state will come out to measure that stuff. So there was a mix-up or something, and somebody said, you know, from the state or whatever, put it on ice. Kevin puts it on ice. At that point, you're not able to weigh the fish or something. It was just, I don't know, it was a rookie move. We, we were told the wrong information. It's a really sad thing because that is, to this day, the largest winter fluke I have ever seen. And anybody that had the pictures ever saw. It was a really good time. But it's, it's a testament to say that you can still get great fish this time of year. And that's why I started pushing these, these seasons even more. I was like, I never thought about winter flounder. Now I want to get one of those. I want to get one of those big boys. They're here, you know. It's just something I never looked, never thought to look at. It was quite, quite the treat. It's experiences like this that help remind me the season doesn't have to end if I don't want it to. It's however much I want to put in or however much I don't want to put in. Listen, we all have hobbies that we enjoy. Spearfishing, hopefully, being one we share. And... There's different levels of involvement, and that's from person to person. That's not to say that somebody that dives seven to eight months out of the year versus 
two months out of the year has any more or any less love for the sport, they just have a different relationship with it. I can't speak for anybody else, but as for me, I love the ocean. When I'm in the water, I feel right. There's no other normality that comes close to it for me. I've met people who've never even seen the ocean, and it blows my mind. It's, it's incomprehensible to me. When I took up spearfishing so long ago, I didn't take to it because I didn't do it so long because I was good at it. It's, it added an nth degree to that feeling. The heightened awareness, the centering, the calmness of it, taking yourself out of the rest of the world and being focused, and ultimately the connectivity to nature and the universe, it's euphoric. Hell, it's, it's a high. I'm chasing a dragon. That feeling, I love. So I try to extend that as much as I can. And that's why I push into December and I'm gonna, you know, when it gets too cold, I'll stop. I'm gonna push into February or, you know, start up in February. Now, sometimes, hell, a lot of the time, I don't get that feeling. But the few times I do get it, it's amazing and just makes the whole world better, which is why I cannot wait to get back in the water. It's been about a month or so since I've been able to because of this jaw thing. Yeah, I won't lie. It was a godsend. I dove a lot this year and sometimes you have to pace yourself, you know, between all my workouts, all my work that I took on and just all the diving and trying to fit it all in. You have to pace yourself sometimes, but it was a good little break, and I cannot wait to get back in. All right, we still have enough time left. Uh, I wanted to tell you about my Tinder dates at Applebee's. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, because 33-year-olds on Tinder go to Applebee's. And anyway, I wanted to give you my game plan for the rest of the season. Last week, they opened up Blackfish, and I, I do love Blackfish. They opened up Blackfish to five fish, which is nice. This is probably the only time of year you're able to get that many. Typically, it's just one fish at 15. Now it's five at 15. So I plan on definitely sometime this week, possibly even Thanksgiving Day, going out and snagging a few fish. That's going to be a great time. And I have a handful of people, as I mentioned before, that are always hitting me up for fish. So that's pretty much what's going to run out the rest of the season. There'll, of course, be some bass thrown in there and whatnot. They're still hanging around for a bit. And by Christmas, it'll kind of all die off for the most part. That's at least usually what I've experienced. Now, as I said earlier, after Labor Day, all the riffraff's gone, all the out-of-towners and the bullshit they bring are gone. The towns roll back their one- and two-hour parking, which is great. Because when I'm planning dives in the cold weather, I want a spot that is within two minutes walking distance of a parking spot. See, I want to be able to change get right in the water, get out and get back to my car. Let me tell you, walking back a mile in 20 degree weather from water that was already pretty freaking cold, you know, in the 40s, it's not fun. Your bones lock up. It's like a walking piece of arthritis. It's some of the worst times I've ever had. If I'm diving this late in the season or very early in the season, that's one of the biggest things I look for. Where can I just get in the water, have the chance to get in there, hop in, hop out, and get my ass in my warm truck, assuming the thing starts that day? Okay, I would be remiss if I didn't conclude with saying, if you're diving in these lower temperatures, you have these extended seasons, make sure be insulated. Have a suit that's comfortable and keeps you warm. If you're cold, you're going to have a bad dive. Your breath holds are going to be crap and you're going to be miserable. And you don't want to hate the sport, especially for most of the time bringing in one little tiny fish. Not to degrade the life of a fish. All fish matter. Hashtag. I'll tell you from experience. It's no secret. I hate wetsuits. I'd rather dive naked if I could. That's not practical. For years, 
I thought I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof. I used my three mil rinky-dink surf suits. Half of them have holes in them. And I would just push myself to the limit. And by the end of the dive, it was crap. I broke down. I got myself an open cell suit a year or so ago. The thing is wonderful. The technology is amazing. The way it wicks to your body, it doesn't allow water to really rush in. It's amazing. It was worth every dollar. I, I use Mako. That fits well. That comes in size fat ass. Unfortunately, not too many of them do, but that fits me well. I like it. Go out, have the right gear, have gloves that work. Just be safe and be warm. It's going to be better for you. With that being said, I hope everybody has a great rest of the season. If you have any good pictures or stories, send them over. I'll share them. Have a great Thanksgiving and... As always, thank you for listening to The Grunge Bureau. Please find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Grunge Bureau. Give us a follow. You guys are awesome. I'm grateful for it. Let's keep doing this. Ladies and gentlemen, good night. Thank you for listening to The Grunge Bureau. You can find us on the internet on all social platforms at The Grunge Bureau wherever you get your podcasts.